the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 62 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the trend among private corporations to actively advance woke ideology. Which eventually filters its way into public schools. It, it always seems to, George. You know, recently there's been a couple of notable examples of brand companies uh, promoting the LGBT agenda, but the problem is much deeper than most people think. In fact, um, uh, this term woke capitalism goes back uh, to 2015. It was coined by a person named Ross Douthart uh, when writing a piece for the New York Times. He defined it as how companies signal their support for progressive causes in order to maintain their influence into society. The problem is the influence that these corporations are pursuing always tend to land on the leftist side of the of the of the ledger, which which is a problem. Yes, and and one of the reasons why we are highlighting this topic this month is because we are in June. We are in June, George, and what does that mean? June is Pride Month. And it's impossible to escape it. Uh, everywhere you go now, uh, whether it's department stores, uh, um, you know, to get a cup of coffee at your local uh, Pete's or Starbucks, um, in department stores, you see Pride flags, posters everywhere uh, promoting this idea. And recently, um, Pizza Hut, which is a brand name, who hasn't had a Pizza Hut pizza, has been in the news f- because they are now promoting drag kids in book form for uh, people that uh, are participants to their, their products. In fact, um, this is one of the books being promoted by their so-called Book it campaign. I guess this is, they have a camp and they have a, uh, a series of books that they promote for kids to read, which is a good thing. But now one of the books that they're promoting is called Big Wig and states that the reading is geared toward children in the pre-K through third grade. The problem, George, is that Big Wig is a picture book that celebrates drag kids, according to the description on the Simon and Schuster website. Now, this say is, what? Yeah, this is one of the biggest publishers in the world. And uh, here's a quote from their publicity ad: "In the spirit of Julian is a mermaid, this irrepressible picture book celebrates drag kids. 
individuality and self-confidence from the perspective of a fabulous wig. Yeah. O-N-G. That's right. And so this was promoted by Pizza Hut as part of their camp book it program, which runs, uh, I guess, every summer and participants uh, in pre-K through sixth grade can receive a personal pizza of their choice as a reward for achieving their meeting goal. Yeah. So kids, I mean, this is this is well known. I mean, even when I was in in elementary, we had reading goals. Yeah. And, you know, if you met them, you got prizes in class, you know, cheesy little things. But it it's a big deal for kids. And here here are corporations that are trying to, you know, get into this space and bring in material that is just utterly horrendous. This is a trend that's happening not just at Pizza Hut because a lot of big corporations today set up nonprofit foundations and then they have all these campaigns internally for their employees to donate money into those nonprofits. Um, And then obviously they tout their good deeds to the whole world. Oh, look what we did. Um, And then a lot of what what a lot of corporations do is they actually have grants. They give out grants to other nonprofits or, or businesses. That's right. That always align with woke ideology. Uh, it, it's become the air we breathe, the, the, the water that we swim in. It, it's everywhere in our society. You know, I think it was a few weeks ago we talked about what's what happened with Disney mm-hmm. and Florida's law, HP 1557. Um, in Florida, just as a reminder, um, the state legislature passed a law saying that we do not want sex or gender theory taught in pre-K, I think, through third grade. That was it. That that was sort of the full text of the law. Well, very surprisingly, Disney, which is, of course, a huge stakeholder in that state, uh, they have Disney World in, mm-hmm. in Orlando, uh, they came out with a, a very widely um, uh, disseminated public statement condemning the passage of this law. In fact, I'll read you, uh, just as a reminder, some of the words that they said there, HB uh, 1557, also known as the Don't Say Gay Bill, which is nowhere in the, in the legislature, in the le- legislation itself, should never have been passed and should never have been signed into law. Our goal, again, this is Disney, as a company is for this law to be repealed by the legislature or struck down in the courts. And we remain committed to supporting the national and state organizations working to achieve that. We are dedicated to standing up for the rights and safety of LGBTQ plus members of the Disney family, as well as the LGBTQ plus community in Florida and across the country. What's interesting here, George, notice that they're committed to supporting the national and state organizations to, yeah. get, to get rid of this bill. So they are actively in collusion now with state government and federal government to overcome some of these laws. Yeah. And, and you know, the other big thing that happens here, Mark, is that um, to tie this into Pride Month and where the um, the pressure, the social pressure to comply 
you know, with this ideology comes yeah. into play. You know, you, you have, you've had now in the past Pride Month, and it always comes up in June every year. But now it's not enough. You read most of the articles that are coming out this year for Pride Month, and you'll see um, articles about, you know, rainbow washing. Well, corporations are just saying, you know, they're putting up a rainbow in their logo and they're, you know, adjusting their logo just for this month, uh, just to, you know, be on the safe side. Yeah. They don't really believe if they would be truly an ally, here's what they would do. And so these far left organizations that are pressuring corporations and corporate America to comply with their ideology every year, they come out on Pride Month and push it farther, push it farther in an effort for these companies to become true allies. So what we see here at Walt, you know, Walt Disney Company is Walt Disney Company is setting the path, setting the tone for what it means to be a true ally to the whole LGBTQ movement. Yeah, that's right. And I think it should be noted that um, the hijacking of the rainbow as an image to promote, you know, Pride Month and all things LGBTQ, you know, the rainbow is a symbol of God's mercy mm-hmm. and grace after having judged the world for terrible, terrible sin. And so, George, this is part of both the language and the symbology wars. You know, we're hijacking things that were once good and fruitful and noble and turning them on their heads. Um, but it's not just corporations, you know, it's unions and, uh, and, and our federal government that is going along with this as well. In fact, the U.S. Secretary of Education, Michael Cordona, uh, talking about Florida's bill said, by signing this bill, Governor DeSantis has chosen to target some of Florida's most vulnerable students and families, all while under the guise of parents' rights. Make no mistake, this is part of a disturbing and dangerous trend across the country of legislation targeting LGBTQ students, educators, and individuals. Okay? So this is the arm of the Biden administration. Yeah. But the unions, of course, have also, um, are fully on board, uh, with this ideology. The NEA called the bill deeply disturbing legislation which aims to censor educators and prevent prevent them from valuing affirming and supporting our students because of their sexual orientation and gender identity and then of course george there's the american federation of teachers an enormous organizations which re- represents teachers across the country their president randy weingarten warned of this bill that this notion we've been very luckily in america and we in some ways have lived in a bubble for a long time this talking about florida's bill is propaganda it's misinformation this is the way in which war starts the way in which hatred starts yeah i mean you look at the 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 words carefully crafted words from randy weingarten um she is an absolute evil person i mean here's here's a pompous person who's making over five hundred thousand dollars a year as a union boss I, i call her and the nea president both mob bosses because all they do is they just bully parents day in, day out with their billion-dollar budgets uh, every single year. This is the way in which wars start? Really? 
Yeah, and if there's hatred coming, it's only seems to be coming from one direction, and it's not from people that hold the Judeo-Christian worldview. Uh, again, it's part and parcel of the language wars. Well, George, there's something even deeper going on here that um, I thought it would be interesting to talk about today, and maybe some of our listeners have heard this term, ESG. Mm-hmm. Um you may have wondered, what does that really mean? Um, if you read prospectuses from companies, if you go on their web pages, depending on what company you're looking at, looking at you will often see this term arise. And all these ter- terms seem to come in three-letter acronyms, ESG. Well, that stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance. And it's becoming more and more integrated with corporations, not only in America, but across the globe. We've heard of China's social credit scoring system. So if you do not line up with the Chinese Communist Party, if you do not promote their ideals and their agenda, um, and you, you are seen to post things, for example, on social media that goes against what the CPP is, uh, advertising, then you will be, uh, sort of pigeonholed as a malcontent and your social credit score will go down. And this has real, uh, world consequences. You may not be able to get the apartment that you want in a certain area or the loan that you need to start a business. There are all kinds of repercussions for having a bad social credit score. Well, now this same kind of idea is being applied to corporations mm-hmm. and how they do business. Um, another term that our listeners may be aware of is the Great Reset. Now, this was first popularized way back in 2010 by a man named uh, Richard Florida. So, Mark, real quick, I wanted just to mention something about ESG because it's so timely. Um, About about a month ago, Elon Musk tweeted the following. Exxon is rated top 10 best in the world for ESG by S&P 500, while Tesla didn't make the list. ESG is a scam. It has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors. This was his tweet. Yeah. So here, here is a company like Tesla that when you talk about environmental, right? Oh, like they're the greenest of the greens. Absolutely. Right. And they can't even make the, the top ESG list by S&P 500. Yet here's a global giant in the gas industry, in the oil industry. That made that list. Yes. It shows you that it's completely political. Correct. And now uh, another way that term is being used, Mark, is the triple P, people, planet, profits. So if you hear ESG or if you hear people, planet, profits, it's the same thing. Corporations are starting to use that. Um, and, and it's been an evolution from what has been traditionally in the past called the sustainability movement. That's right. Which turned then into sustainability and resiliency, which then turned into sustainability and operational resiliency. And now it's people, planet profits or environmental social governance. I've been watching my own company go through this whole transition and now we're full ESG as of this year. 
Yeah, I mean, there's tremendous pressure, um, and we'll, we'll get into this by uh, some of the big financial institutions to force company to adopt this ESG mindset. So, environmental, obviously, this is about climate change and and reversing climate change. You, you have to do that. Um, social is having the right social values, mm-hmm. which means woke ideology. Um, and governance means you're going to govern your company according to not just um, shareholder values, which means companies are there to make money for their shareholders. But now this whole idea of stakeholder capitalism. And DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yes, and that's all part of governments. And there's some big organizations behind this, most notably uh, the World Economic Forum. So our listeners may be familiar with what goes on in Davos, Switzerland every year. That's where uh, the elites of corporations and governments uh, meet to talk about how they're going to advance their agenda worldwide. Uh, Klaus Schwab is the founder and executive chairman of that organization. Organization, uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is uh, is is a prominent party to advancing this agenda. Well, during COVID, Klaus Schwab wrote this uh, this treatise called COVID nineteen, the Great Reset. And this is kind of like uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, who is the mayor in Chicago, but used to be in the Biden administration, and he said we can never let a crisis go to waste. We have to take <laughs> advantage of it. This is the same kind of idea. They wanted to use COVID as a means to change governments and corporations across the world to advance this whole woke ideology and agenda. Mm-hmm. Stakeholder capitalism is the concept that corporations must not only serve shareholders, but they're stakeholders. It's a form of corporate socialism. And there are three main uh, financial asset managers who are thoroughly behind this. And those three are BlackRock, whose CEO is Larry Fink, Bridgewater, and State Street. And between these three financial institutions, George, they control literally trillions of dollars in pension and investment money. So think about this for a minute. Um, if you're one of these financial institutions and you're investing your pension dollars and you're a company who wants to receive those investments, if they're telling you, look, you've got to get on board with this program or we're not going to invest our pension dollars in your company, we're not going to buy your stock. Do you think that's going to make a CEO stand up and listen and take notice? Oh, yeah. Many people thought that uh, Bob Chapek, who's the CEO of Disney Corporation, when he came out publicly against Florida's uh, law, that it was a response to the LGBT activists within the Disney Corporation. And there may be some truth to that. But my thinking, George, is uh, it's probably much more likely that he got a call from Larry Fink at BlackRock or one of these big asset managers saying, you need to get on board with this. Or else. Or else, because uh, between Black Bridge, BlackRock and State Street, they own more than 10% of the Disney Corporation. That is a huge percentage. So this is having real repercussions in the way corporations are run. <clears throat> now, what, one of the other things that we need to mention here, um, because Larry Fink has also come up, I don't know if it was him who came up with this term, but it's called stakeholder capitalism. 
and that is becoming very prominent. It, it seems like they create these these words and phrases, and then all of a sudden everybody starts parroting them. But Fink wrote here about the fact that we must accelerate the flow of funds towards sustainable investments. And what do they mean by the word sustainable? Well, everything is in terms of ESG. We have long believed, quote, that our clients, BlackRock's, as shareholders in your company will benefit if you can create enduring, sustainable value for all of your stakeholders. As more and more investors choose to tilt their investment towards sustainability-focused companies, the tectonic shift we are seeing will accelerate further. And because this will have such a dramatic impact on how capital is allocated, every management team and board will need to consider how this will impact their company stock, end quote. Here's the really scary thing in the bottom line to all this, George. In America, at least, people have certain civil rights that are based on the Bill of Rights that are part of the United States Constitution, like the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, the Ninth Amendment. And this guarantees us certain freedoms that we have in, in this country. Now, those freedoms cannot be infringed upon by what are called state actors, meaning government officials where there, or even quasi-government officials like a teacher in a schoolroom. <clears throat> but private companies don't have this limitation. They can infringe on your rights. In fact, we saw this uh, during the whole vaccine issue yep. where you know, maybe a government could not force you to get a vaccine. But if you want to continue to work at a private corporation, um, your personal rights may be infringed. If you don't want to get the vaccine, you don't have to work here anymore. And they also have, uh, what you mentioned earlier, diversity, equity, and inclusion departments where they can openly discriminate against people's values that are based on a worldview that's not in alignment with the woke worldview. So what we see happening now through stakeholder capitalism, through the woke ideology, is that state actors, state legislatures, and the federal government, like the Biden administration, is working part and parcel with these corporations to basically indoctrinate people and force these woke ideology and values on people without any state actors actually being involved. And this is what you call corporatism. Yes. And Mussolini uh, had this form of uh, government, you know, in, in Italy um, where he's taking, you know, fascism and, and socialistic ideologies and Marxist ideologies and pushing them through in Italy through corporatism. Um, and, and it was interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't known about that. Uh, but if you start to study Mus- the history in Italy and Mussolini's approach, his approach was this. In fact, George, it's the very definition of fascism, yeah. where you have a, a, a an illegitimate alignment between corporations and the ruling government at the time. And so we're starting to see this in America on a very, very big scale, and um, our listeners need to be aware of it. Yeah, so we're going to ask all the adults here listening to this <clears throat> podcast, uh, if you are in a corporation like I am, where ESG, where stakeholder capitalism, people, planet, profits, diversity, equity, inclusion, and the list goes on and on, where you see this happening, please stand up. Please start talking. Please organize yourself with other like-minded individuals within the company and share truth with your bosses um, and stand up for what is right. 
because all of this eventually makes its way back into the classrooms because these are the corporations that are funneling millions and millions of dollars into these left-wing organizations that then, what is their number one goal? To get into the classroom. And so at Protect Our Kids, uh, we are here to inform parents about what's going on in the public school system. So please continue to go onto our website at protectourkidsnow.org. And there you will find plenty of information on our videos, on our podcasts, on our blogs. Um, and in fact, uh, very recently, we just came out with a how to start a private school guide. Uh, which we entitled The Church's Calling and Education. So please check that out. Download it for free. Share it with your pastor or with your elder team, or your le- leadership team at your church. We're very excited about this. So that's all the time we have for today, but we look forward to being with you next week on the next episode of Say What? You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Rosca Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.